Hello and good day, eh? I'm Pamela. And I'm Tim. And we're from supergoodcamping.com. We're here because we wanted to inspire other families to enjoy camping adventures such as we have with our kids. Today we want to talk about Darlington Provincial Park and coolers and maybe we'll get into mess kits if there's time. So Tim, uh, cooler wise, we talked a little bit about coolers in terms of how to pack them, but you also want to look for certain qualities around your cooler and Tim has some other insights as far as coolers are concerned. All right, there you go. I personally, I've used, oh, probably three different types of coolers just over time, simply because I'm very familiar with Coleman coolers. So that's my go-to now. <laughs> go-to, like I have five, maybe six coolers. It, it, I, have, I have some issues, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Our two favorites. So I've used Igloo, though, and they were fabulous. The particular one that I got, the layout didn't work for me. I like a long, narrower one. This was a little more sort of a sideways version of it. It just didn't work. I've heard fabulous things, and for the brief amount of time that we used it, it worked well. The Coleman's in particular that I like to use are Extremes. That starts with X, not an E. They're rated for five days. Your food will stay frozen. I would say that that's darn close with the caveat and here's the big thing to know about coolers. Don't open them. Especially if you have kids, they want to open it, grab something, dig around in it for a little while. Don't take one cooler for starters. Take two coolers. Take one that is the one that gets opened all the time that you're going to replace the ice in all the time every single day because kids. But you as well. I mean, whether you're going in for a beverage or somebody needs a second breakfast and it needs to be hot dogs or what have you. That's the sort of stuff you put in the everyday use one. The other cooler is your meals, which as I talked about last time, you pack in reverse order. It will stay frozen. The stuff on the bottom will stay frozen five days. If you only open it, take out the meal, close it, and make sure you close it well. Push it all the way down. Don't leave it in the sun. We've talked about putting it in your car at the end of the day, or if you're leaving your site so that it doesn't become an animal attractant. I'm sure that there are other ones that are of equal quality. I'm most familiar with the extremes, and they have worked fabulously for us. We have two big ones. They eat up a lot of space. One's wheeled, one is not. Depends how much space we have, how much lugging we're going to do, whether it's all four of us going for seven days, five days, that sort of deal. That determines whether it's worth eating the extra space with the wheels and the handle and that. It's, I know it sounds small, but <laughs> every little bit when you're taking everything under the sun camping with you in your car camp makes a big difference. Uh, yeah. Block of ice in it versus oh, ice packs versus cubes. I pre-freeze them. I have a lot of ice packs as well. So the night before we go, I don't load them with the food, but I load them up with a bunch of freezer packs to get the temperature in the cooler or coolers, ideally down. And then the next day I put freezer packs in, I put the frozen food in, then I put freezer packs on top of the frozen food, assuming I have enough space. When we do get to a point where we need to refresh, especially in the one that's the all the time use one, it depends, depends how much space we have. Blocks are the best for sure, as far as lasting and keeping things frozen, because a solid like that takes that much longer to melt. Most parks have both blocks and bags of cubes. Bags of cubes are much easier to distribute in your cooler. We'll also sort of cover more food, keep it cooler. You're forever draining your cooler. It's certainly the one that you're into all the time. And yeah, pretty 
much every day you're offering other bag ice. That's kind of the speed at which, you know, everybody's in and out and kids aren't always paying attention. They don't always push it that last half inch and that makes a massive difference on how cold the interior of your cooler stays. And your cooler packs eventually will thaw out. I tend to pull them out, put them in a plastic bag because they still have some condensation and stuff on them and stick them, bury them in the trunk somewhere and then switch to either blocks or or bags of cubes. All right. (laughs) And then Darlington Provincial Park. So Tim and I have each been there, not together. And I told him earlier, we were talking about this, that uh, my recollection of Darlington is I don't remember that much about it. It was kind of, in my mind, I think, nondescript. The nice advantage of it is close to Toronto, so it doesn't take long. And it was actually close to where my mother was living at the time too, so I could pop in for a visit with her and then go to Darlington and camp. Our site there was not great. It was very open with the site next door to us. It was this big grassy open space and our next door neighbor was a smoker so sitting in his lawn chair smoking was wafting over into our site which wasn't pleasant but it was nice to be close to Toronto and we were also talking about the fact that Darlington Nuclear Generating Station is nearby so you can take the kids for a tour of that once those things are available to us again. Yeah the generating station is quite cool. I've been there a couple of times with Thomas when he was quite short. I would say he was six-ish maybe. I've been to Darlington a couple of times maybe three times. uh, Twice with Thomas just it happened that it fit my schedule and and again with with parental units very close to there it was dead easy for the record darlington in the many camping groups that i follow etc darlington doesn't get the love i think it deserves yes it's close to the 401 the highway 401 yes there are trains although i'm almost positive the one that is not too far from grundy i'm sure i've been more annoyed with that i can't even say i recall hearing it at Darlington and I've done, you know, long weekend trips. I've also done a six day or a seven day there. I think it's a great park. A, dead easy to get there from anywhere in Southern Ontario, uh, GTA wise. Yes, the sites in particular, if I remember correctly, the ones that are along the lakeside, which some of them are quite high up with a, a fairly substantial cliff below. Some are a little bit lower heading towards more marshy land if I'm not mistaken those are definitely open and grassy I'm not even sure what you know there's probably a tree that defines what your barrier between you and your next camper but there are farther in there are ones that are are much more private I absolutely recollect taking pictures on the east end of the park there's a bunch of trees that were planted just because I've done it as a scout were planted by scouts because they're in straight lines they're perfectly spaced from each other all that sort of deal in particular I have remember a very early morning shot where the fog was rolling through and it's kind of spectral quite cool but it, it's nice it, it separates the park from a farmer's field i don't think i've ever heard the farmer out there yes you can hear the highway no it's not particularly loud any time outside is good time outside you can fish in lake ontario there are marshlands to explore don't do it in june or july you will get eaten alive there is a kid playground which at the time worked very well for for a six-year-old and then i think i think i took one he was seven as well i'm fairly certain there was a store at the park you know it's a quick jaunt into bowmanville it's 15 minutes we keep being young we had an accident and needed to go wash a sleeping bag so laundry facilities were 15 minutes away how cool is that but you're still you're you're in green you're camping it's not terribly dissimilar to sybold's point on the weekends especially 
especially if it's a long weekend or something like that. There's going to be rowdier people. I quite like the park. You know, there's lots of RVs. I don't camp in that campground. I camp in the one that uh, higher up in the east end. You can see the CN Tower, which is just so cool to just look out and see that, to see the big wind generating fan at Pickering Generating Station, weirdly enough, or near there. And that's a cool thing to to check out. Yeah, I like that part. I don't have any issues. So in terms of facilities, uh, it's open year round, but only from May to October for camping. Outside of that, it's open for winter activities like snowshoeing. You can take your cross-country skis there and go cross-country skiing. There's hiking trails. There's fishing there. You can do... There are discovery programs, especially in the summer months. So that's where we loved taking kids to the to the programs that the, the rangers offered. Evening campfires, sing-alongs, things like that are always fun. There's also a very cool biking trail. I can't say I've ridden the whole thing, although I looked at it on the map. But we have ridden some of it. I want to say it starts somewhere east of the Darlington Generating Station and heads towards the lakefront and runs along the lakefront. I'm almost positive it runs at least to Pickering, but I think it runs to the Rouge. And how cool is that? (laughs) I don't know. The one time that we did ride on it, we saw like nobody else on it. So that's awesome. And a lovely lakefront bike ride or hike or whatever you want to do. Anyways, that's it for me. How about you? I think that's probably good for me. Awesome. So enjoy the rest of your day. It's Super Bowl Sunday as we're recording this. So <laughs> go Bucks or go... Oh, go Kansas City. <laughs> it. Tom Brady's already done it 10 times. <laughs> give give my homes a chance. <laughs> All right. That's it for us. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.